0: This Mike Leach edition of the Sports Gaming Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at WYNNbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store.
1: This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN Let It Ride.
2: Fucking shine
0: box. Welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real tired Kramer. What's happening, Kramer Dog?
2: Wow. Just gonna come out with the shots fired.
0: Well, no, I it, you're tired because you you put the team on your back, you drafted for 24 hours. It was a Herculean feat um, if you missed it, uh, it's available on Twitch. If you want to catch up on the 24 we,
2: hours, we literally broke every other video streaming. Platform. Yes,
3: uh, joining us as well, Colby Dan, aka the Danterbase.
2: So shout out to Twitch for not being pussies. Yeah, there
3: was a, there was a point. My girlfriend, you know, I, I put I had it on the big screen as I went to sleep. You know, put it in the family room, kept the TV on. Just and the lady
2: heard my voice and was yes. like, mm, "What's going on out there?"
3: <laughs> she goes in to get like a cup of water at four in the morning, and she goes that's not live. Is it? There's no way this guy's live. Right? And I go, that's Ryan sweetie. And I go, yeah, yeah, he's live.
2: More, he's live. more importantly, there were some guys who were live with me all night yeah. long. So shout
0: out to DJ nation. Really, uh, really helping Ryan cross the finish line there. We put out our one of the 24 hour stream as a podcast in our 24. So feel free to catch up on those. I was kind of disappointed. I expected Ryan to be drunk out of sorts. You are still, uh, I, I don't think I, you missed a beat between our tuna and hour 24. Yeah. Your brain food. I think just decades of going on craps runs and whatever your body has a mode it can switch into. And I, and I think I saw the switch at some point, the, the shades on indoor, the suit coat for no reason that you were in Vegas mode where your body goes listen, I'm just going to be gambling for 24 hours straight. I'm not going to be sleeping. Your body knows how to handle that. I think that's the mode we saw. You get in.
2: I, I think the biggest, <laughs> honestly, the big, like it was helpful to have. So we have a tremendous just to pull back the curtain, lots of foam in the studio Yeah, that I think is still probably airing out months later. <laughs> Uh, and, and I do think it was helpful to have the door to the studio open through the night hours. But I will say the thing about Vegas mode—it clicks in when you don't see the outside. Yeah. When you realize your brain just needs to go into full time. I'm not a lazy, lazy fucker who's going to go to sleep right now. I'm going to stay awake. I'm going to power through. And, and you know, it takes a little bit of blend, some MGs, a little bit of nicotine. Uh, maybe some caffeine.
3: Uh, Do we have official word if that's Guinness Book, if that's the world record? I just sent the email to Guinness Books. We'll see if they they acknowledge it. My
0: the funniest part to me was finally get out of draft in twenty four hours. Kramer's up. He's walking around getting some food. Uh, this is like 45 minutes later, still trying to reorient himself to the into regular. his non-draft prison. And it, I hear a dingo off. He pulls out his phone, he goes, oh, I'm on the clock for this uh, FFPC slow
3: draft.
1: <laughs> We're like, right back I, into it. And,
3: and I reached out to Jerry Glanville, who's known to do 24 hour things, and he oh. said, he said, you know, that was impressive, but now getting a race car. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do it
2: in a race do car. Do it in a race car. <laughs> I, I will say I would love, I would love to see if anyone has uh, some speech, some speech uh, comparisons from the first hour and the, the last hour, hour
0: 24. You, you seem good to go, Ryan. Oh man. You know what that means. College football is back. That's right. Talking about the great Mike Leach here
2: and Just real quick, Sean, sorry to interrupt. Shout out to this song for helping me through the night. <laughs>
0: yeah. This song will get you jacked up. Get that, get those football energy. The juices are flowing. Best place to take some gambling juices over it. Oh, take them over to WinBet.com. W-Y-N-N-B-E-T dot C-O-M. You want to get on on the uh, Mississippi State over win total? Oh man, we got some. We got uh, two more uh, guests early next week talking more college football. Colby's lost father will be joining the show as well. <laughs> and of course Colby doing 130 college football previews, one for each team, more than 130, more than 130, so <laughs> many gambling opportunities. And you know what you do with gambling opportunities. You convert them into gambling winnings over at WinBet bet W Y N N B E T dot C O M best part? Get that $500 risk-free bet L F. G. Oh man, it was a uh, it was a good interview, a great interview with uh, Mike Leach. He's always a fun uh, fun to talk to. Can't wait to get into it. Just got a shout out. propswap.com, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. NBA championship heating up now. It's two two. Of course, I cashed my over five and a half uh, games in the series minus one seventy five. Kramer, you, I, and Moonoff all at the Bucks laying the four and a half,
2: a uh, little lucky,
0: little lucky there. They actually covered the number. I, I was sweating out my, uh, the game will go into OT at plus 1500 hit the over on Booker uh, points as well at 27 oh. and a half. We are uh we are on fire as a podcast. And of course if you go to prop Maybe you took my advice of uh, getting that uh, Chris Paul, MVP, uh, NBA finals, MVP bet in, and the time to sell was after game two because now two losses in a row. That value is probably sinking, but maybe this is a good time to buy. I still think it's Chris Paul's uh, NBA Finals MVP to lose. And I think they do have a strong game five and game six. Oh, it's still knocking on wood for game six. But again, that's what the great thing about propswap.com. I don't even need to hit my Chris Paul Finals MVP bet to cash big. All I need to do is go up in value. And it went up in value. If I had that physical ticket, could have just been over at PropSwap.com unloading it. And again, if that wasn't good enough, PropSwap.com get a up to a five hundred dollar deposit bonus in bonus cash. Let's go, baby! PropSwap.com. Joining us on the line, head football coach over at Mississippi State, Mike Leach. Mike, uh, how's it, how's your uh, off season been treating you? I saw you were doing a bit of traveling. Were you in Zanzibar? I was in
1: Zanzibar. Uh, I was in Zanzibar and I was uh, in Tanzania. Heck, uh, traveled all over. Went to Dubai too.
3: Trying to find Bigfoot or what?
1: (laughs) You know, uh, just to look at the critters out there. Really, you know.
0: What was the uh, what was the craziest animal you came across?
1: Well, we saw over forty lions, and we uh, we saw over forty lions. Saw a bunch of hippos. Saw. A bunch of cape buffalo. We saw a bunch of giraffes. We saw uh, a small crocodile. Uh, We saw two cheetahs. We saw a leopard. I mean, so I mean, just a crazy. Oh, hundreds of hundreds of thousands of wildebeest. Yeah, that seems like hundreds of.
0: yeah those are obviously uh, they got a ton out there. and uh, yeah, I saw a video of you where it was a, a hyena taking a taking a part a wildebeest maybe or a buffalo.
1: Uh, hyena was taking a part of the Cape Buffalo. That was a funny story. Uh, you talk about the circle of life, so we're going down the road now we happen to be lucky enough to go past this three times and it was right by the road, okay, so One evening about dusk, we're going past, and all of a sudden, you can see uh, a bunch of uh, buzzards, uh, you know, vultures or buzzards, whatever the distinction there is, um, (laughs) uh, around the tree. And I mean, just like in the movie Jungle Book, that's how those vultures are. Yeah. They're just like. That that uh, the movie Jungle Book, like just sitting there in the tree, and it's almost like they're carrying a, on a conversation with one another too, <laughs> know, up there. Of, like, hey, you gonna finish that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then, um, well, so then there's a cape buffalo beside the road that, and, and these vehicles, these safari vehicles, they look kind of like Land Rovers. They're not. Ours was a Toyota actually, and. Um, the roof pops up so you can stand in there, you know? And, um, well, anyway, uh, there's a Cape Buffalo laying there. And, um, well, so something brought it down. I mean, it's obvious something brought it down. So we stopped, we're looking around, looking around, you know, what brought it down? Like, where is it? And the vultures are sitting there with a heavy interest in this thing. And so they <laughs> keeping an eye on it. And then looking and I mean and I mean not twenty feet away, like twenty feet away in the grass blended in, you can barely see uh two female lions.
0: Oh man.
1: Two female lions that had clearly just brought this thing down, okay? And then um just sitting in the in the brush there and then of course the vehicle's there and they kinda Shuffle off a little further away. Okay, so then we come by it in the morning, and a whole bunch of it is eaten. You know, there's kind of a vulture picking away at it, and <laughs> and, a, and a, a, a hyena tentatively working his way there. Okay, then we come back past it that evening, and I mean, it's just bones and a head. Oh man, it's just bones, bones and a head you know there's like three vultures and a and a hyena picking away I mean it was amazing how quick that thing got consumed how fast it went you know you had at least three elements that I know of you know and obviously the worms are gonna get it at some point but yeah have the lions bring it down then it goes to the hyenas then it goes to the vultures if they can stand a harm away and then uh, which are pretty adept at and then you um, And then off it goes. It was unbelievable. And then uh, saw an awful lot of
0: uh, yeah. You got a firsthand impressive uh,
1: stuff you don't get to see.
0: Yeah, that's that was crazy. The circle life in I got to ask
2: because everyone I've spoken to has done the trips over there. They always have that one moment where they feel a little bit too exposed. And were there any any times you felt exposed? And what animal was it that made you feel a little bit threatened?
1: Well, we got awfully close to a lion. And we're, we're, you know, because it was beside the road. And uh, initially, we didn't see much. Okay, so then there's a lion laying there, a male lion, and he's about ten feet away, and he's staring at the vehicle. <laughs> and and, and um, so I'd roll the window you know, up. The, <laughs> yeah, your wife was okay with this. The top was, <laughs> the top is she wasn't there. The top is kind of open. Oh man. Uh, The top is kind of open. And then I don't know, somebody made a noise or clapped or something. (laughs) And you know, that, that, that lion looked like he was, Debating whether he's going to come forward or go backwards, you know. Yeah. What is it? What is? What's the proper
0: lion distance? I know. I know we're supposed to give everyone uh, six feet, but how much do you give a lion (laughs) out there in the
1: wilderness? Well, we 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 were in a vehicle, but it was fairly obvious to me that if that lion hit that window with his paw, that (laughs) window was going to break and it was going to come right through to me and I was in the window closest to the line. So, (laughs) uh, well, we, the other thing we stayed, uh, it's hard to describe uh, where we stayed kind of, uh, we camped out. I mean, you almost see like those uh, tents and whatnot, Hemingway and those guys stayed in, but uh, we didn't stay in a hotel when we were in the Serengeti, we stayed in, you know, is it, it, it glamping? It was definitely glamping, but there were tents and, and, and now inside the tents were full fledged beds and it was sort of a bathroom. I mean, it was sort of a bathroom. You had to give the guy notice if you were going to take a shower so uh, he could heat the water up or whatever. But um, well, first of all, you didn't go to the tent without one of those guys with a light, a big light flashing around you, just a giant flashlight, and one of those attendants walking with you, okay? Because everything was in a tent and uh, and there are thick tents, canvassy tents, but it was all in a tent. and um, and the guy uh, um, when you come out the next day, and there'd be like uh, water buffalo or uh, cape buffalo tracks, and and you know where they've taken a dump right on the path. that's like <laughs> feet from your tent. And then there's another. There's kind of a strange noise. It's sort of a high-pitched strange noise. Well, which I'm kind of wondering what it was initially. Well, that turns out it's their lions. Their lions kind of snoring or some noise they make at night or some deal, and There were lions all around that place too, but yeah, uh, that's crazy too. You just got that canvas
0: tent uh, protecting you.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's thicker than you'd think, and there's like two layers, but um, you know, it it it's uh, it's pretty exposed, and then and. It's not like it had windows, you know. And then they made it clear: no, you keep this sucker zipped shut. Yeah, you you don't want
0: anyone hopping in any uh, room, guests in the middle of the night.
1: No, no, they made they made that pretty clear. So, well, um, yeah, sounds
0: like a sounds like an awesome trip. I know, uh, you know, obviously a bunch of big news in college football. One thing you've been a huge advocate for, of course, expanding the college football playoff. Got it from four, and now it seems like they're eventually going to move to twelve teams. Uh, wh- when do you, what do you think the ideal number? Do you think they ever get to that number?
1: Um, I think yeah. Well, I'd like to see sixty-four. I think you have to have at least sixteen. I think it definitely makes it better. I think it makes it more exciting. It's indisputable. It would generate more money. Um, you know? And I think the uncertainty is just who'd get the money and where it would go. Um, It wouldn't be very hard to do. Um, It would require some effort obviously, but um, I think it'd be incredibly exciting. And um, you know, 64 is not as hard to do as you think. I mean, you would cut the regular season back to 10 games, but guarantee everybody, uh, guarantee everybody to uh, uh, two additional games, you know, everybody plays 12. I think want, that's the target is everybody plays 12. And of course the champion in the runner up would play uh, 16 games, which is what um, major high school conferences and a lot of major States do as it is. So, you know, it's not, this isn't uh, unique and it's not something that other people aren't doing. Obviously the NFL uh, plays even more. So it goes, but uh,
3: and we'd find a true champion if there was an undefeated, like a UCF or, or certain other teams that have went undefeated and, and haven't had a chance to play
1: for it. So, you well, know, you know, everybody could at least agree on the fact that if you made it through this conference, uh whether somebody got a luckier break or that somebody or on some or whatever but you made it through the gauntlet. You know, you deserve it in the championship, you know? So
0: yeah, I mean, we saw it uh, this year in the spring ball in FCS, they, they had a playoff, they executed it. The fans got to watch the games. You get a bracket. It it just seems so obvious. And, and you know, it took a crazy amount of work even to get to 12. You think they would kind of see, hey, this works. We're gonna keep expanding. And,
3: and the whole home game angle, like that one, I, I think they're underselling. Like the home game environment. Like yeah. Imagine a game, you know, in uh, you know Gainesville or a game in Starkville or 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 you know Wisconsin or something. This would be crazy. That this would be what all college sports are about. Uh, were you shocked to see it, that, it? It
1: would literally be like additional kind of game day, uh, college game day type environments. Yeah. a variety of schools and it would be awesome. So like, for example, another benefit it has, you know, there's a lot of people in this country long before I got to Washington state, um, you know, cause uh, Gonzaga is up there in Spokane. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of people in this country that one probably don't know, uh, where Gonzaga is. And then <laughs> two, if they know that they don't know where Spokane is. Um, with that said, you know, you'll see people all over the country, Gonzaga fans I have a Gonzaga shirt on or something. I'll say, Oh, so are you from Spokane or whatever? Or are you from Eastern Washington? Well, no, they, they're just huge Gonzaga fans. Cause they were thrilled watching them uh, play in the basketball tournament, you know? And um, so I think it creates a lot of exposure, a lot of excitement because you know, the thing with these playoffs and things, once your team goes down, oftentimes, you know, I think there's sometimes uh, people falsely think, all right, well, but once someone's team goes down, they're just not going to pay attention. I don't think that's the case. I mean, I think if it's stimulating and exciting, somebody jumps on another team, you know, and then that's their team or they get excited yeah, or about just watching it go. And it, cause there's a path where you advance. And then um you know, the the success is on the field rather than in uh, reporters' uh notebooks, however they end up voting and, <laughs> and stuff or yeah, I, I mean, mean that's so
0: that's the that's the great part about sports is that well, literally we settle it on the score. It's yeah. not as subjective; it's objective. This team had more points than that team. It's not up to some guy uh, tapping on his keyboard to say who is the number one ranked team. It's actually decided by who scores more points in a given amount of time. It's it's crazy that uh, you know it takes this much thinking to get to that. Obviously, the other huge thing in college football right now is the name, image, and likeness. Have you gotten a lot of uh, players asking your feedback on on sponsorship stuff? Like, how is the uh, how is the school been handling this so far?
1: Uh, I haven't heard anything really yet, And I think players and coaches are lo- alike, are waiting to see how this thing unfolds and what happens, and whether uh, you know, just where the dust settles, like what everybody's allowed to do, what they're not, because there'll be some adjustment on this and there'll definitely be some adjustment, but I'm not going to, uh, in addition to coaching football and having football meetings, I'm not going to set up an employment agency or anything (laughs) like that. And, uh, I think in a lot of cases, there's going to be less money than people think. Um, you know, and also I don't think there's going to be, you know, it's not like a big, you know, you just have to be on the team. So they, you know, they want to race up and hand you money. I think, uh, you know, all of a sudden people are, you know, you're going to get these handlers involved, which is part of what's uh, had a hand in corrupting portions of basketball, uh, which I don't think is good. The thing is, is everybody says, well, you know, as soon as the NFL does anything, everybody thinks it's a brilliant idea. Uh, which it's only a, a, a sharp idea. Half the time, half the time, it's a really dumb idea. If you don't believe me, that's why the NFL changes their mind. on a lot of policies, a lot of the time, um, but uh, you know, and then the other thing is that the NFL is a different entity than college anyway. So just cause it's a good idea there, doesn't mean it's a good idea in college. So basically a lot of people want, Uh, you know, some of the beneficial things or the fun things that the NFL offers, like, you know, name image likeness and all this other thing without um, having some of the responsibility and the accountability. And that accountability would include, uh, you know, you're the top athlete in the country and you want to do the hat show. Okay. Here's my five hats. Guess which one I'm going to (laughs) pick. Uh, no, no pal. Yeah, there ain't there aren't any there aren't any five five hats. Yeah, uh, Molly Molly puts has first pick in the draft, and that's where you're going. And yeah. uh, and Molly puts is in uh, uh, is up there in Mudslide, Pennsylvania. Uh, that's you know, about uh, 50 miles uh, from the nearest Walmart, and that's where you're gonna go, and uh. <laughs> A, 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 and then, uh, or, you know, that, that, the whole, everybody gets excited about where the kid's going to college and they, they, you know, they get, uh, get him a TV, a microwave to put in his dorm room and you pull up and, and all of a sudden the guy comes out and says, Hey, uh, Hey, I got some bad news. Yeah. Uh, uh, we just traded you and, uh, and so uh, we just traded you and uh so uh yeah, you're gonna play for San Jose or somebody this year, so Alaska you uh, gotta that, pack up that, the microwave that, <laughs> yeah, that car keep driving because yeah. we're gonna need this room uh, this room by tomorrow morning and uh well, it, it, and everybody says you're professional, you're professional, you probably be professional. that's what that's what they do in minor league baseball, oh, yeah, I mean minor league Long baseball they do that to, you in know, a heartbeat there's no, there's no, I'm playing for this team. Not that team. There's no, um, well, you know, uh, uh, everybody's kind of wiping the tears as, as a junior goes to embark on his college experience. <laughs> uh, no, you're trading. Okay. You didn't have a good year. You're cut, you yeah. know, I mean, um, so uh, the more they go down this path, the more that. Uh, the responsibility accountability piece is going to come to bear. And, um, and I'm not sure that that's as uh, beneficial, uh, in the end as, as some people think, I think you gotta, you know, I think, uh, uh universities, uh, um, uh, I'll tell you one idea I was talking to a friend of mine and I thought it was a great idea. And, uh, and I'm sure there's a flaw too that would have to be worked through, but why not? Uh, why not? If you sign with the university, you get say, a uh, hundred and fifty thousand uh, uh, dollars, which you're going to receive when you graduate from that university. So, if you come to to a university. Um, and you graduate from that university, when you graduate, you get $150,000. Okay, well, what's good about that is one of encourages graduation because universities should educate uh, people and and elevate uh, people's lives and their families' lives, and a uh, a big portion of that's education. And and most of the student-athletes I've dealt with, even ones that weren't real smart, uh, wanted to leave with a college degree. So this business, nobody cares about a college degree. That's categorically false. That's just something that you know uh, snobs that don't care for athletics like to throw around because maybe they're jealous, or you know, some athlete wasn't nice to them in high school or something. <laughs> they got put into a locker um, and holding the grudge for years. Or something. Who knows? And then, or, or maybe they just felt like they should be in the newspaper and that guy wasn't. Stiff. But. Um, <laughs> So, um, uh, but you know, we should educate people. So it encourages you to educate people. Okay. Now, and then the other thing is this transfer portal stuff. Okay. If you transfer, okay. That, that 150 grand that doesn't go with you. Mm. Okay. Now we hope you graduate and that'd be wise for you. And it'd be wise for your family, but no, no, that signing bonus thing that's in escrow, that sticks with that university. If you sign, uh, re, uh, if you graduate from X universities, which means you'll typically be there four years in order to get it, uh, you'll get a degree obviously. And then now if you decide to transfer to another school, then, um, you can do that. Um, uh, but uh, you're, you're not going to get, uh, you don't get the initial uh, $150,000 for sign. And, um, and then, uh, so then people are less inclined to transfer. They're going to be more careful with their initial decisions and where they decide, uh, to play. And so it's not going to be just a revolving door, although you are free to transfer. And then, um, uh, and I think that there's a lot of benefit to it. And I'm not saying that uh, uh, that, um, that uh, me and my friend uh, thought it out perfectly. Yeah, um, you jot some, some stuff
0: down on a cocktail napkin. You almost got through. Well, I mean, I, I I graduated college with. Less than 150 grand. It was actually a negative number going the other way. So I see the appeal of, of coming out and not only having the degree, but uh, you know, nice amount of change
2: to start with. Coach hit on some key things. We, We were discussing this earlier in the office, but accountability is something that is be like slowly being forced to evaporate from society. And I think to your point, like it is, it would be nice to incentivize making a thoughtful, good decision the first time. Like I agree. Like if you want to transfer, cause something happened or, or you, the, the situation changed cool. But as a college football fan, I, I think, I think most people are probably pro a ima, name, image, and likeness. I think most people are probably pro playoff. I do think the transfer portal is something that is starting to irk people a little bit. Cause one of the benefits of college is that continuity kind of learning your team, following your recruits through the process. So. I love the idea of incentivizing, making the, a, a good, correct decision the first time. However you enable that, right? Like the the, the money in escrow is a great idea. I think just something to kind of give you a little bit more staying power to not just the second the coach tells you, you need to step up your game. You put your name in the transfer portal because I would imagine, and maybe coach this is me, maybe this is a, co- a question for you coach, but it, it, like with the transfer portal being such such a, a consumable thing, does it affect the way that you engage with your players?
1: Uh it doesn't me or it hasn't so far. But I'll tell you this: I mean, and I remember when I was eighteen, and a whole bunch of people um, making decisions nowadays. I'm convinced that they have no memory of when they were eighteen. Uh, when I went to college. I was tempted to cut and run at least once a week, maybe yeah. every day. Yeah. And, um, you know, you know, oh, it's hard, you know, and then, uh, <laughs> and now I paid every dime of my school, t- too. So, uh, you know, break up with some girl, which who cares, okay? But I did then. <laughs> and then. Um, it's the end of the uh, world. Uh, oh, yeah. And then. Uh, and, you know, you just do the thing where, cause everybody's tempted to feel sorry for themselves. And so then, uh, but you know, I learned a lot of lessons and I think, um, became stronger, more competent, more resilient, uh, and, uh, better at seeing things through and overcoming adversity by, uh, having to persevere through by persevering through things. And so if it's just, if, if we became a, become a society that cuts and runs and, you know, we're we're you know, we're not even gonna have the persistence to the thing, uh, finish a finger painting. I mean we have to um you know, you have to grind through some stuff and uh and I think that is an important lesson and I think it's a valuable lesson and I think that needs to be encouraged and um uh the thing with uh the uh and the other thing you gotta be careful of with the name, image and likeness stuff. Like you know, great players where football's the top priority, like Tom Brady. I don't remember Tom Brady doing any uh, name, image and likeness indoors. Maybe he does, or at least later in his career. I don't remember Jerry Rice doing any, I mean, those guys were focused on football to my knowledge. And then, um, but I think that, uh, you know, you can't just have a deal where instead of buying indoors facilities or, the libraries the the, the donation you're you're buying uh, quarterbacks corners and uh, running back type of thing you know
2: yeah yeah i mean well, it, you see it with pro athletes right never forget the reason why people want to pay you money you're good at a sport so focus on that sport and and and, and if you're a university like folk obviously if you need to move some resources over, sure, but you're still a university.
0: Yeah. And and I do think uh, getting lost is is the employee employer relationship that happens when you start actually getting money. And if you're a college kid, I I know when I was in college, I certainly (laughs) shouldn't have been a brand ambassador. I didn't need to be the face (laughs) of Nike or anything else. And so I think it comes with a ton of pressure. Uh coach, we've had you on I don't
1: think I don't think very many of these guys are gonna be. I yeah. think there's a bunch of guys that think they're gonna be, but they're not actually gonna be. No. No, maybe maybe a
0: local diner well, or something like that. I think that that would be probably my level.
1: And I think <laughs> what you're seeing is I think actually
2: a lot of the resources might go to non football players, non basketball players who have large TikTok followings, yeah. have large Instagram followings. So yeah, it, it will certainly be interesting to see how the market normalizes and who is actually getting paid. And and coach, we
1: I think there will, there'll definitely be some of that.
0: We've had you on uh, talking before about uh, Bigfoot and uh, if he played college football, what position? Defensive end, maybe quarterback on the other side. What if he was a college football athlete? We were having this conversation in the office, and he looked to license his name, image, and likeness. What <laughs> do you, what do you, what brands do you think would look to partner up with the Sasquatch?
1: well that 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 jerky company i yeah. think uh, yep. clearly Light they up. would owe they'd owe him they'd owe him some money for that <laughs> and then uh and probably he would uh you know get some kind of a uh uh some kind of a bonus for some of the stunts he has to do as they pick on uh sasquatch right
2: yeah oh and yeah.
1: then uh, and then that part of the country loves i p a s which uh, I'm not big into that, but uh uh, Sasquatch would make a great IPA representative. Oh, I yeah. think
0: <laughs> him enjoying and, a Sierra I, I, Nevada I, I, in the wilderness. I can see that.
1: I think. Um, I think. Yeah, everything from some form of camping would be good because I think uh, Bigfoot um, camps a lot. And then also, well, I could see kind of a, a spokesperson for nude sunbathing. Ooh. You know, <laughs> um, because. Uh, in fairness, he's done it for years, you know, and then, uh, and imagine, uh, imagine, the the pile of money that we did if all of a sudden, uh, uh, he's decided to shave his beard. Hang on a sec. Hey, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go up there in 26. I'm on the radio though. So I got to, but I'll be, I'll, I'll be around. All right, right. right Baba. Hey, you sailboat <laughs> same place, right? Yeah, yeah. all right um yeah this guy he actually used to kick at Georgia oh wow. um yeah and uh and he, he lives on his sailboat here
0: oh, oh and, that sounds uh, like
1: quite the life yeah so he, he lives on his sailboat so I see him sometimes but uh yeah so uh I think uh, sasquatch brings a lot like you know I can see him having kind of a bidding war between him and the Artesians, and you know, I certainly would rather have Sasquatch as a beer representative over the Artesians. You see? Yeah, definitely. And,
0: um, well, I think you're onto something with the shaving. He's, yeah. he's known as Grooming. a hairy guy.
1: Grooming. Well, because remember when Joe Namath had the leg commercial where <laughs> he says, "If you can shave my legs or whatever, ever," and then. I mean Sasquatch would bury that if he if he oh. shaved his leg, yeah, you Yeah, or, or
0: Sasquatch get a manscaped endorsement. They would I mean that you see those ads all the time. I, I think the college kids, if they saw Sasquatch uh grooming, they'd they'd be all over that.
1: I think Naked and Afraid would be a, a mm. show that he could. Oh, great, great uh, spin-off for some, him. I although
0: yeah. although he's always naked and never afraid, he might he might break the show. <laughs>
1: a, a might maybe maybe just does guest appearances every so often when people are struggling. He
0: yeah, comes out and counsels them in the woods. Yeah. I know you're scared right now, but don't worry. We can get you out of this. <laughs> well coach, uh you know, getting back to the the game on the field. Um, you know, what do you you brought in the air raid offense obviously kind of behind the eight ball with the whole uh COVID season, limited spring, limited uh practice time. What's what's kind of the key to year two getting uh, getting the offense humming and and racking up some points here? What do you what do you think? What are you trying to
1: focus on moving hey, into coach. year two? Hey, how you doing? Good to see you hey, coach. How's it going? Good to see you guys. Uh I think the biggest thing is keep doing what we're doing. We've got a um you know, we've got a lot of young guys. We're the youngest team in the BCS last year. And yeah. then um and so we have everybody back and then we're excited about that. And then, you know, just good work ethic, everybody working together and improving. I mean, cause that's a part we can control and, and do the best we can uh, to steadily improve. Obviously we have to have a good camp and then, uh, but everybody's really optimistic and really thrilled, uh, you know, to have the, have the chance to go out there and compete this year. Yeah. And,
0: and it'll feel certainly coming into the season, like a real football season, getting the fans in there, getting the cowbells uh, rolling at the quarterback spot. You had a will Rogers come in halfway through the season, kind of taking over the job. Seems like maybe he's the, the leader in the clubhouse, but you certainly brought in competition uh, via a couple transfers. What do you want to see out of will in, you know, in training camp leading into the season to help him cement that job?
1: Well, I thought Will did as well as a freshman as anybody in the nation. And, you know, and if, if starting freshman was such a good idea at the quarterback position, everybody do it more often, <laughs> um, but you know, it worked, it, it worked out for us and he got some really valuable experience and, and I think he improved as time went on and he's a real hard worker. So I think that's beneficial to him. And then he, he, uh, 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 you know, he's good with the other players as far as elevating them in the locker room, that type of thing. And so um, I I do think he's going to be much improved, like significantly, significantly better. And uh, and that's even with him playing pretty respectably last year. Uh, In particular, we got to get better on the offensive line. And I think we're taking steps to do that. And uh, part of it getting older, you know, the best way for a freshman to improve is get older. And uh, so we've got a lot of that. And then, um, but now, you know, uh, looking forward to a good season, which uh, leading up to it, the more they go out there and throw and catch, the better we're going to be, too.
0: Yeah, getting those reps in. I, as far as being in the SEC, the fans' expectations, obviously, always high year after year. You had a you had a great quote uh, about the fans and them wanting to see big results as soon as possible. Uh, You said, "quote It's like breakfast. The chicken is involved, but the pig is committed. Players and coaches are the pigs." I think I know what you're getting at there, but could you kind of uh, expand on that quote? It's a it's a great quote.
1: Well, like like you know like. uh, you know, chicken chickens have a little skin in the game. They're going to lose an egg or two. Uh, you know, pigs are going to lose more than just an egg or two. And, uh, and it's a little more of a blood sport for the pigs. And that's kind of how it is with regard to coaches and players, as far as having real skin in the game. And so, uh, but you know, I mean, I don't, nobody's complaining. I mean, it's exciting. And, uh, and you know like uh, if there's some level of disappointment, somebody says, "Well, you know, I'm disappointed with this, that or the other thing. Well, you're not as disappointed as your coach or a player is, you know and uh, so, but the biggest thing is is uh the constant series of improvement corrections, and that's kind of what you gotta focus on,
0: yeah, just small every day, getting a little bit better, building the team, building the uh, building the culture around it. Uh, As far as uh, having having fans back in the stadium, what kind of impact do you expect it to have on the players? Because it's something obviously as a fan we missed out on, and it does seem like having the fans there has some impact. But what do you what do you expect the change to be as far as uh, the players playing in front of the fans?
1: Well, I think they'll be tremendously excited. I mean, that's a huge part of it—the fans and the players, you know, and the energy and. Excitement that you have together and you create together. I mean, that's why everybody's so engaged in sports, and that's why people can't get enough, and that's why it's all over the internet and all over the, uh, uh, you know, the TV and uh, things like that, because uh, you know it makes everybody uplifts uh, people that are uh, down, it uplifts, uh, gives people something to celebrate together as they're happy, and then it. Uh, uh, you know, it just unifies everybody. And I think everybody wants to be unified around something. And so then, um, then, uh, but you know, the excitement of bringing everybody together, that's, I think kind of the root of the whole thing. And then of course there's different roles in it, whether you're a player or a coach or a fan or something like that. But, um, you know, anyway, I think that uh, any portion that people share in it uh, creates an amount of energy that's uh uh that's enjoyed by the whole group you know
3: coach you coached in finland in 1989 how are the fans there in finland
1: uh well they not, not a lot of english speakers um <laughs> they finnish is a tough language it's one of the most difficult languages and uh, doesn't translate as well to english as some but um i always felt like uh you know, there was about half didn't speak or understand English at all. And then, uh, and then, you know, a portion could understand English, but couldn't speak it. And then some like, especially if they'd been exchange students or were really good at picking things up on uh, videos. One guy who spoke pretty good English, his dad owned a video store and he'd watch movies all the time and learned a certain amount off of that. Um,
0: Probably learns uh, all the Schwarzenegger catchphrases. I'll be back. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, he talked kind of like Schwarzenegger. It's interesting to <laughs> mention that. His uh, his accent was kind of like that. So then he, so then they 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 had uh, 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 so some could uh, understand and speak it, but not very many. Uh, there'd be about uh, no, it varied a couple hundred to maybe three thousand in the stand and uh and you know they're thrilled and excited to be there and uh, they they yell uba uba which uh, <laughs> uh I, I mean i guess means uh good go keep doing <laughs> it uh uba well well and so then they'd say like if there was a question like, uh, what, or I, or like what, I don't understand right in here. They'd say uva. Uva? And So, so there were plenty of plays where they're yelling uva, uva enthusiastically. <laughs> and I'm on the sideline going hoova. I didn't say, I, I, but uh, I'm thinking what? And then, um, but it was funny. how close the distinction between the words were on that there. And then, uh, they, uh, you know, they, they definitely have an enthusiasm towards football. Um and then uh and they've always uh you know maintained their league, their teams. I still hear from guys in Finland, you yeah. know I, uh, I, text I, and Snapchat and stuff. But I was curious though, you coached what the Pori
3: Bears. How did how 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 they do that year?
1: Uh Pori Bears, we stayed in the first division. Um I got there a little late in the season. I'm trying to think. We we're, uh, it seems like we we're a game over 500, if I recall. Uh, that sounds, that sounds like a pretty
0: solid <laughs> so record. Right they were for,
1: losing ground and they, they do it like soccer. If you're, if you're too low, you don't stay in the first league. They drop you out and then they bump the two from the other league up, you see. And then, uh, do little
0: relegation.
1: Yep. And then, uh, So we didn't move down. So they're pleased with that. And then, uh, and I coached a lot of defense there. They kind of had a sense of offense. One of their older players was a quarterback and I coached a certain amount of defense there. Of course, we glitched all the time. Uh, One of the (laughs) smartest things I did was, was, uh, well, everybody try to run zone and I'm nothing wrong with zone and zones, a good defense, but where you got a certain language barrier and a zone, something that's really got to be communicated. One of the best things I did was after the first game, I almost did it before the first game, just in practice, but after the first games like, screw this, uh, No, we're just playing man. Yeah,
0: that's easier to language Uh barrier. You guard this guy. Uh See?
1: Follow him. All you got to do is is point to him. (laughs) You point to him. That's your guy. Okay. (laughs) And then, and so, you know, that's, (laughs) and and we actually won games because we were misaligned significantly less than our opponents, you know.
0: (laughs) It's the simple things. All right, Coach. Uh, well, appreciate you calling in. Always, always good to chat with you. One last uh, nugget here, and we again, this is a story we were talking about in the office, but I feel like it didn't get enough attention. There was a story about a lobster diver. He got eaten by a whale, and he survived. <laughs> how is this not? How has this not gotten more attention in the news
1: cycle? That was pretty wild. I read that. I think I actually tweeted it. Too. Yeah, yeah, I um, saw that. The uh, and I guess the then I read another article. Something about the digestion of that whale was going to spit you up anyway. So your chances of survival were higher than expected. Although. Can you imagine getting swallowed? I mean, um, what what would be running through your head on that? Oh no!
0: I yeah, you would. I, I guess I'd just be thinking of the uh, movie Pinocchio and hoping,
1: hoping. I to would get be out.
2: hoping my little three-inch pocket knife could cut me out of this belly. That's what I would be. thinking. I know that's
1: what I was thinking too. Get that dive knife. I'd get that dive knife and, and start slashing. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm
0: not playing the numbers on uh, getting spit out by that whale
1: no, hell no. You <laughs> might have to cut a hole out of that. Well, um, find well. your own way out. Yep. And then, uh, but, uh, no, pretty wild. Yeah. And then that- it says it's happened a couple other times because I only knew about the time in the Bible, but yeah, in Pinocchio and then, uh, and I guess part of me felt like that, uh, Pinocchio plagiarized the Bible a little bit, but, um, <laughs> Um, but I, I guess it happens from time to time. Yeah,
0: I guess I was just shocked that it wasn't—it wasn't big news. Whales are eating people and spitting them back
1: up, and this isn't a common yeah, thing. Sharks are it.
2: getting a bad name.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, really, yeah, should be worried the whale, about the whales at least. Uh, well, whales at least will spit you back up i'm telling all the sharks do.
2: <laughs> yeah they're nice fit yeah too they but, just yeah. get the teeth first <laughs> they <though>. got the <laughs>
3: common decency the, the the whales do right <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well coach again appreciate the time uh best of luck with the season hopefully we can uh, make it down there and catch uh catch a game in person down in uh, starkville and uh yeah best of luck with the season and uh, appreciate the time
1: well thanks a lot and appreciate your having me on i enjoyed it
0: yeah, always always good to talk, Mike. Have a good one.
1: All right, you too.
0: So, oh man. So fun uh talking to Coach Leach. Speaking of fun, if you didn't already get in on the Underdog Fantasy for your chance to win one million dollars, I don't know what you're doing. UnderdogFantasy.com promo code SGPN. I saw Underdog Fantasy, they tweeted out, uh, what would you do with a million dollars? And I was just thinking how that could, you could convert that into what? 4,000 entries into best ball too. <laughs> like my odds Kramer. What do you think
2: max entries uh, is only 150. Oh, so. that's right. So sorry. I could, I would max out at 150. I, I can tell you this, that uh, in the time since we started draft day, uh, The total entries went from under 53,000 to over 54 and a half thousand. So I I want to, I I have to believe we had something to do with that. We
0: we definitely uh, put a big dent into that. Uh, Again, a chance to win a million dollars and a great opportunity to warm up for a fantasy football draft. And in July, it doesn't get any better than that. Of course, make sure you check out the uh, SGPN app. I know a lot of people are bitching about apple podcasts. SGPN app perfect place to listen to the podcast catch up on the pods. I used to be an Apple Podcast guy, but now it's just, oh man, I don't know what the these eggheads they outthink themselves sometimes. It's working. You Why what, mess with it?
2: You know what podcasts need? They need a beautiful web page. No. Just oh. give me a play button. I I will say, Sean, we're gonna we, we need to add a uh, speed up in in the app. I'm a I'm a one point five guy. I know you think I'm a savage, but that that is crazy to me. <laughs> Ryan's Ryan's yeah. brain is operating on well, another level. You know what? You guys, does that too. You guys yeah. also sleep. So maybe I, I mean, maybe it's just a lazy guy thing. As, as
0: we learned uh, from Ryan, sleep is for the week. Stay up all night and drop a uh drop a nice little uh, five-star review on the SGPN app in the uh, App Store Google Play Store. Send that in for your chance to win uh free gear every merch Monday raffling away some uh, free SGPN gear as we uh, transition from summer
3: mode to football mode.
0: Thank you for participating in uh, the sports gambling podcast.
3: I'm just trying to have someone else 20 years from now be doing an interview and say, Hey, that's this guy who used to do the college experience, living on a boat. <laughs> That was a great line of this guy used to be a kicker for Georgia. Now he lives on a boat. Awesome
2: luck. Ray Finkel, right? Yeah. We should have had. Do we know where Ray Finkel went to college? We should have had Coach Stenson
0: hand the phone to that guy because I feel like that guy could probably do 20 minutes on uh, Bigfoot's NIL opportunities. All right. Awesome time for the Sports Gaming Podcast. I'm Sean to stack in the Muddy Green,
2: and he is Ryan. Holy crap. Colby was right. Ray Finkel (laughs) attended Stenson University. Kramer, let it Right